I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. One seventeen, and Elliot Friedman going to join us today. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. It is one seventeen. It's nice to just be sure on a bright and shiny Monday morning. What's happening? Not much. I'm uh, thought thought today is just uh, pure excitement. Uh, well, we haven't done anything since like Thursday. Well, we haven't done anything since Thursday, and there's a, been a lot of stuff that's happened. There's been a lot. Uh, we hung out with only... Millsy. Mil- big announcement about Millsy. Sabres made a trade. A team was eliminated. The Stanley Cup final is set. Connor McDavid's cheating. I mean, we got everything going on under the sun here. Allegedly. That's what's good about Allegedly <laughs> cheating. <laughs> That's what's good about taking a couple days. Um, it allows uh, some uh, topics to, to fester and you know, people, uh, people I sh- I'm sure are, are understanding of the Ben Bishop trade and understanding that. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit further. Definitely have um, to dive into that. Definitely have to dive into that. Um, there's, there's certainly, certainly some pros, you know, there's, there's a pro to it. And in my mind, there's a little bit of, uh, there's some cons to it too. And I'll give you my opinion on that. But Ryan Miller, how can there possibly? So yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. How uh, Ryan Miller, um, bunch of the boys, bunch of the boys uh, got together with Millsy in town and uh, and his family, and uh, you know went out for a couple uh, you know wobbly pops, and uh, you know at the the old what is it draft room? What was that draft, draft room. room? Yeah, it was. Then that uh, that like uh, hidden room upstairs, where the private room, where the boys. What a, what a place that is! Unbelievable. Just you guys are you guys put your, away the key. you and my brother put your drinks in some kind of a glass box, and they light this torch at the end and smoke this thing. I don't even. I've never seen crushing old. I've never seen like it was is, just nobody's business. It was amazing. Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah, they were old fashions. They were uh, smoking them in a in a little glass uh, container. Smokes flying everywhere. It was like we looked like Cheech and Chong, but we weren't. And uh, I was wondering what was in there. What you guys were awesome. smoking over there? Yeah, what um, a great place, though. What a, what great, a great night! Place. I had an awesome night. What a, it was great to see all those guys. And Millsy was back in town, as you mentioned, and he hasn't changed a bit. He has not changed a bit. Yeah, I think he's gotten even skinnier. It's crazy. It's absolutely right? crazy. I don't know if he's gotten skinnier. I, I mean, I, he used to have pecs, though. I do, like that's the one thing. Like, like he why had, did he have his shirt off? He had this skinny skin. Well, I sat beside him. I used to analyze his body because I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Like, you're looking at greatness, but then you're also looking at. Um, it's it was it was kind of pathetic. To kind of look at this long, skinny guy, and I'm just kind of like, "How are you so great? Like, what what makes you so good? You know what I mean?" But it's just no. He's he's just what a guy. I mean, I I I have a I have a real soft spot in my heart for Ryan Miller, and you know, our our families have a long history together. I mean, he and I came up in Rochester together. I think he was there my second year. And then, you know, I was in Buffalo and starting in 03, 04, and he came up a little bit, but then he was here 05, 06. So we played together five years in the NHL, four years in the NHL, and one in the minors. He played with my brother in the minors. My brother lived with his brother in Portland when they were in the minors together. And um, and Millsy came home for Christmas uh, one year 
uh, with me. He, his house wasn't finished being built here and, um, his family couldn't come into town because he was, I don't know where he was living, but he, you know, so I'm like, come home, let's go, let's go to the Casa de Peters. And he came home for the, for the weekend. And, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's always good when, when an old teammate like that comes into town, but the big announcement, he came into town because he's being inducted into the Buffalo sports hall of fame, but the big announcement came the day after. And did he let anybody know? What was going on? Did you know what was going on? Well, that's that's why I asked you this this morning. Like we went out with them and we, you know, we had a great time, got to, to, to talk uh, some old times and and we had a blast. And and my understanding was he was here. He came to town with his family to, um, I guess, be acknowledged for you know, going into the Buffalo sports hall of fame, which is, which is, which is an incredible honor. I did not know, which I found out through Twitter is that the Buffalo Sabres are going to be um, retiring Millsy's number. And he never said anything to us. And that's why I asked you this morning. I'm like, did you even know that Ryan Miller was getting his, you know, his Jersey retired and you're, and you didn't know. I didn't know, but after I heard it, it made, it made sense. Something he said to me the night before, cause we were just chatting and, um, he was talking about, it was toward the end of the night and he was talking about, cause I think the, the Buffalo sports hall of fame dinner is in November and you know, we're all going everyone that was there. We're going to go. I well, hopefully if you can make it and hopefully more, but uh, he said, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get together. We'll do something. Uh, we'll do something when, when I come back, we'll get a big group. We'll do something maybe maybe at a Sabres game. And then when I heard the announcement, I was like, ah, okay, because why would you want to do something at the Sabres game with a bunch of guys? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. unless they're going to all be invited there to celebrate his, uh, his jersey retirement um, that night anyway. So I think he probably had an idea of what was kind of in the works. I'll tell you what does suck, though. If he didn't know, okay, and he goes down to the rink and they put the video on for him, it drives me nuts to know that somebody, I don't care who it is, doesn't matter, but that that gets leaked so that a surprise like that for a person like Ryan who, you know, can be ruined. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the shit that I don't like about the world we live in today. It's like, it's no different than the Connor McDavid thing. It's like, you know, someone has information, they can just put it out there and it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if that person didn't want to know or if they know or whatever. And then you have a Connor McDavid situation where, you know, a guy's just trying to live his personal life. I don't care what he does in his personal life. And he's caught with a woman. And now everyone's wondering if, if his girlfriend and he are still together and how that's going to go. It's just, it's like, that side of the, the world we live in right now is what I think is just completely fucked. But I try not to get too wrapped up in it, but it's almost impossible when it's jammed in your face every single day. But anyway, sorry, I digress. But so, yeah, so Millsy's jersey's being retired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Take a breath. Take a breath. But know the other topic that uh, I'd like to talk to Elliot about. And, uh, you don't want to talk more about the Connor McDavid thing. We can't listen. We can. It's you know, like listen. If once I get into something, then I pour it out, and it's like it's hard for me to drag myself back out and you know discuss it, you know, with <laughs> with Elliot, sort of thing. Um, I don't know that Elliot's going to want to discuss this. I, I I can almost because I thought about asking him about it, and I can almost hear him saying, "You know what, guys, that's not my business." Because Elliot's mature. And unlike a lot of people out there on social media who are absolute imbeciles and I could hear him saying, you know what, guys, it's not my business. What Connor McDavid does in his personal life, simple as that. And yeah, I, and I respect that, but I don't feel that way because I, I'm more in defense of it. Personal life is personal life. And well, I don't know. Well, you and you, you I, can say that, but I mean, the reality of it is Connor McDavid who makes $12.5 million a year, who is the biggest, one of the biggest sports personalities in 
basically North America. Well, athletes. I wouldn't call him a personality. I don't okay. know that he has any. All right, all right, all right. All right. Uh, I was trying to, I was trying to pump up our NHL guys, but uh, you took that down quick. But anyway, he's one of the most well-known uh, people in North America. He's he's the face of the franchise. He is the face of the National Hockey League. So what he does, unfortunately, for him, sucks to be him. He's only making twelve and a half million dollars. His life is on display. And and li- listen, I mean, there's a lot of guys. Look at Sidney Crosby. This 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 young man might must live in a cave. Because when he goes to the rink, you see him. When he leaves the rink, you see him. And then he literally drives himself underground. Because you when's the last time you've seen a picture of Sidney Crosby with his girlfriend or or what I mean. Is, is it his wife? Is he married? Who? Sidney Crosby. I don't know. I think he's married. I think he's married. I'll have to look it up. You look it up as I'm talking. We'll there ask Elliot that. I don't feel like looking anything up. There is nothing that comes, comes up about this man. How is that possible that we do not know anything about the face of the franchise, the face of the NHL for the last 10 years? Sidney Crosby has been that face. And he has done his job to keep his private life private. Well, when, when you're out, you know, did he help me out here? When you're out, when you're out uh, doing, doing the, doing the deed with, uh, you know, another, another woman, then you're on display, bud. So don't sit there and say, oh, you know, I feel sorry for Conor McDavid. You know, he's just, uh, this is his private life. No, I didn't not. say I feel sorry for him. I just said it sucks that he, like I, I, like I said, yeah, I don't care what he does. Uh, so it's like, is his moral compass on display? Like this, does, do people, does he have to have his uh, watch wound tight to make sure that he's, you know, never off kilter? Does this, does this affect his label as the face of the NHL? Cause the NHL, you know, the NHL, you know, they are squeaky clean and perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. But you got to realize that, something like, do we, do you even know, like, is this like, where are you getting this information that he was out with, you know, another, another lady friend? Oh, uh, the video. That's okay. So what does the video say? The video? Well, the video. So here's the thing. I am under the assumption, and that's basically all I'm saying is if, if, yeah, if his girlfriend is at home or whatever, or he's dating someone or engaged, I don't know, because he just did a Cribs episode where he showed his girlfriend's office and how she's starting a business out of their home. So, I mean, I would imagine they're pretty, you know, close, borderline common law. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, you have not heard anything, not that I'm looking for information like that, but you can trust the, the weasels on social media that if Connor McDavid and his girlfriend in that video had broken up, we would have known about this. Somehow, some way, we would have known. It doesn't matter. It, w- it would have been out there. It would have been out there somehow. Why we give a shit, I don't know. But it's true. Cheerleader, quarterback, breakup, boom. It's, it's, all, it's, the, it's you know the talk, right? And we would have known that. So you don't hear that. You see this video and you just assume people assume. And so I'm coming to the defense of why are we so obsessed with other people's personal life and what they're doing? Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. And the person taking the video, get a fucking life. That is their life. That is and that's life. unfortunate. They're- to me, that's unfortunate. I couldn't imagine spending the time trying to get my camera out and recording somebody as they walk by. I don't give a shit who it is. Even if it's Tom Cruise at the premiere of his shitty Top Gun 2 movie. I, I, I wouldn't be doing that. Okay? That's all I'm saying to you. Sorry. Does does my argument not have any validity? Because it sounds to me like no, you... No, it, it has... It, you have merit because that's your opinion. Okay, but Connor McDavid is no one. No one cares about, uh, you know, John, uh, you know, Chesterfield. I do. No one cares about him. Right. 
Who is John Chesterfield? He's nobody. That's the thing. He's nobody. Connor McDavid is one of the biggest faces in Canada, in North America. He is the face of the National Hockey League. So if he's out, if he's out and he's prancing around with other women, it's going to come on, man. You, you know what the NHLPA, they, they did this for years with us. Do you remember they would show up? They would talk about drugs. They would talk about alcohol. They would talk about this. They would talk about that. They also talked about, you know, cell phones, talked about cell phones, talked about how every, whatever you do publicly is going to be on display because you are not Johnny Chesterfield. Okay. Because no one gives a shit about that guy. Just made him up. Terrible. No, you didn't. So Johnny Chesterfield uh, is the operations manager at uh, Care Flight in uh, New South Wales, Australia. Oh, you're an idiot. So anyway. a John Chesterfield, who's the loan processor at PenFed Credit Union in San Antonio, Texas. There's a John Chesterfield who is retired at, uh, at Withheld in the greater Brighton and Hove area. John Chesterfield, RAAF, retired at Care Flight Group. Uh, it's the same guy. And then there's John Chesterfield, John Kensington Chesterfield, the third. Holy shit. Owner operator at 3D creation studios, Wareham, Massachusetts. So good pull on John Chesterfield. I got a great pull here too. His name's Elliot Friedman. We'll grab him. We'll be right back. Good morning. Good morning. I'm on time. I just wanted to stay in for the record. I'm on time. No, you said 10 o'clock, not 10.04. Hey, um, I, I logged in at 10. You were slow to get to me. That's because we were talking about John Chesterfield. Do you know who that is? John Chesterfield? Who's John Chesterfield? Exactly. 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 No one exactly. knows who the hell John Chesterfield is, but they know no one who cares. Con- they know who Connor McDavid is, and they care when they see him walking down the road after a bar with another woman. This Drives me insane, Elliot. And I predicted earlier in our earlier recording what you would say about it, but I'd rather hear you say it first. Uh, look, I, I, I think it's an invasion of privacy. I mean, I understand. Like, I understand. I remember I felt this way about the Uber thing um, uh, when the when the senators all got caught in that Uber situation. People were like, "To me, you have to understand, you're getting filmed now." And I go, "I think that's I think that's bullshit. I really do. I think that." Um, all we're going to do is blow up each other. You know, like that's, that's all the, that's the only thing that comes from this is we're, we're just going to, I, you know, I, I really don't like talking about this stuff a lot because I think it's people's business and it's not my business, but you know, like all we're going to do is blow up each other. Nobody wins with that. Nobody. Well, pretty much bang on what I said you'd say, but a little more intelligent in how what you said than how I worded it. Wouldn't you say, Craig, pretty close, pretty accurate? Yes, very accurate. I love how you said it, invasion of privacy. And we are. We're all going to blow up each other. Steve Jobs is dead, but he has no idea how badly he has fucked up so many people with, with his technology. No, I, I think it's true. I think that there's really good things about social media, but there's also really bad things. Um, you know, I have a I have a ten year old who's not really into social media yet, um, but people who have kids who are all over it, they say it's really screwed them up. It's it's screwed up with their self worth. It's it screwed up their um, their their feelings of adequacy. It's the way they feel they need to be perceived. Um, and, and, you know, the, like, you know, for, you know, for example, you know, and now there's, there's so many people out there who won't use their real names because they're worried about the, you know, the punishment they would face in their own lives or in their own jobs, but yet they go out and they destroy other people. Like it's, uh, it, there, there, there's a lot of cowardly stuff that goes on out there. God, I love talking to you about social media because I, I, I can't word it as calmly and articulately as you do. Well, I, 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 sit there, I sit there and I'm like bitter about it because, well, it, it, has, a, it has a close personal uh, effect on me, but, you know, for, for many reasons. But I mean, it's like I, I sit and I think about Connor McDavid and this is how the conversation started. And I'm just like, 
Why are people so obsessed with other people's lives? Because theirs aren't as good. But the other thing, too, is also is we've always been crazy about the celebrity culture, right? You know, you look at the Kardashians. They're an incredibly successful group of people. And it's all about just who they are. Yep. Um, we, we are, you know, we like someone introduced me today to a. Um, a- I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instagram page that's all gossip. And people love it. People love it. And, you know, who knows how much of it is true. It almost doesn't matter. They just like... Uh, they like the stories like there, there's a gossip website that someone introduced me to. And, you know, I, I check it once in a while because I think some of the, the some of the stuff they've had on there has actually been kind of interesting. But, you know, I understand that 95 percent of it is BS and I don't formulate my opinions based on it. But a lot of people do. Here's my take on it. If Connor McDavid is still with his girlfriend. Who is it? Lauren? I I don't even want to get into this. I'm just going to say, if he is still with her, Mm -hmm. he is the biggest idiot that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, you know. And I'm going to tell you why, Elliot, just so we can end the conversation, because I don't want to talk about it either. But when you're sitting there walking down the middle of a street, like I mean in broad daylight well, holding a girl's well, hand it was, it was, night. it was nighttime it, no, 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 street, well, in broad street light we'll call it in broad street light in broad, light, in broad it was, light it was light outside it was light outside well for romantic walking reasons down we can street, say moonlight holding a hand of another woman then you are a complete idiot an idiot if he is still with that other girl and that's it we can end it right there but holy shit balls man take your head out of your ass like you're with somebody and we don't even know if he is still with that girl but but that's none of my business nor do i give a crap but holy shit are you an idiot if you are alcohol is a hell of a drug could you could you imagine craig if this stuff would have been around when you and koivu were turning montreal over Yeah, way like, to make like, it un- way to make it uncomfortable on Craig. No, eh? <laughs> but also Andrew, like you know, you know the the spotlight in Buffalo. Like, oh no question. Like oh, I, I don't know, I don't know what all your status was, but the you know, imagine like the um you know the '99 Stanley Cup, the run to the playoffs in '06. Like, could you imagine what it would have been like if those phones would have been all over Chippewa Street? Hundred percent, hundred percent. But let's just say hypothetically that Craig Rive was uh, in Montreal hooping it up in a big way. You think I'm going to be walking down the middle of the goddamn street on St. Laurent with a, no. with a like, give your yeah, but freaking you know, head but a you shake. Know what, Craig, it, it's not even that. It's like, um, it, it's, it's, you know, fine. I, I'll, you know, what, I, I'm not like, I'm not going to, your argument is fair. My point is, is that it's, it's, we've gone to the line where it's okay to do that. Like there will be plenty of people that say it because the the younger generation has been brought up this way. It's okay to do that. Like I was surprised with the Uber story in Ottawa, how many people said, Oh, that's okay. You have to understand you're on camera. No, it's not okay. Now I understand an Uber driver having a camera there for safety, but he's mad about his tips. So he throws that all over the internet. Like that's, that's BS. That is total BS. And the problem is Craig is that people think that's okay. Now there will be plenty of people who say that's okay. That's life. No, 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 it's not because all we're going to do is we're going to blow each other up. Like, like I, like we, the internet has all been, has become social media. Now is all about being a cop. Yeah. Being a cop. Oh, this person said that let's get them in trouble. But again, Elliot, let's 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 put this in perspective here. 
If we're talking about Ross Colton from the Tampa Bay Lightning Mm -hmm. or Jack Johnson from the Colorado Avalanche, and they were walking you know, at night with a, with another woman, because you know that your other woman is at home. No one gives a shit because no one gives a shit about Ross Colton. No one gives a shit about Jack Johnson. Connor McDavid is literally the face of the entire league. And it is mind boggling that he is going to walk around, walk down a street holding a girl's hand. It is, it is, it is truly amazing. See, look, I, I, look, I, I don't know what the situation is there, and yep, and we're know, speculating, and, and we don't have the information, right? So why, uh, why, even why do- don't 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 speculate? And the other thing too is, like, you know, like now it's such a fiasco. I, I, I really don't want to add to it in any way, shape, or form. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that I don't like as a person that there's a, a huge segment of the population that feels that this kind that that just recording things and throwing them all over the internet is now a perfectly fine thing to do. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think that there need to be penalties and repercussions for those people as well. I'm sorry, but, but there should be because number one, there are circumstances and, and, uh, 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 other people involved in, in, in when you do something like that and, I just, it's, some of it can be defamation of character as well. Moving on. You know, can, you know what the, you know, can I just say one more yeah, thing? And yeah. I, like, so I was, I was talking to someone just about something else that happened over the weekend. And he said that uh, it, it was, he had a funny line to me. He said, when you were a kid and you acted like a jackass, did you get the strap or did someone punch you in the face? And I said, both things happened to me. Like, if my parents disciplined me, I got the strap. And if there were times when I acted like an idiot and I got punched in the face for it. And he says, the difference is now is that nobody gets a strap and nobody gets punched in the face. Now, in some ways, both of those things are good things because they, they shouldn't be done carelessly and they should only be done in moderation and in the most extreme of circumstances. But what he said to me is because all of that stuff has been completely removed, Nobody understands the physical pain of you've gone too far. And like there were times I remember there was one time I got punched in the face. I got in a fight at school and uh, like I, 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 it was a really tough kid. I handled myself pretty well at the beginning, but eventually I got overpowered. But you know what? I was being a, a dick and I deserved it. And at the end of the day, I remember when the principal came to sort out the punishment Um. You know, I, I actually did say, like, a lot of this is my fault. And I, I just think that I, I do think on some level, like, look, like I said, I don't believe in abuse. I don't believe in going over the line. But I do believe on some level that we've lost the fear of, of consequences. I, I really do. That's the word I was looking for. When I was, when I was saying that, consequences, Elliot. Elliot... What you just said, I swear, needs to be plastered all over the place because I completely, completely agree with you. No one, no kids nowadays understand discipline and no one, no, no person out there who acts like an asshole understands consequence, period. End of story. And it's, it's it borderline. That's one of the main issues for me. Now, the Rangers fan who decked the Tampa Bay fan that's a little bit over the line. That's one where you could have just kept walking away. Well, like, like that was a case where social did well because the person got identified and yeah. got their punishment. Um, so I agree with you. And again, like we, we don't know what or if anything was said, but the bottom line is from the way that video looked way, way, way over the line. And I'm glad he got caught. That's where you deserve punishment. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I was on the phone with my brother the other day. He's, uh, he's a couple years older than me. And um, I, had, I had asked him, he's, uh, he's a teacher back in North Bay. So is his uh, wife. They're both high school teachers. And uh, I, I just asked him a simple question about, you know, how much, how much longer do you have before, you know, you plan on retiring, stuff like that. And he, he's like, it cannot come soon enough. Uh, he goes, I, he goes, our, our, our staff, 
is are are just completely exhausted mentally. Um, they're just worn out. the The way the kids are are treating or are being treated for you know, egregious, you know, verbal abuse to teachers and everything else. It, it, they said, we can't do anything to these kids anymore. And mm-hmm. we're talking about what you're talking about, Elliot. You know, you have a, a smart mouth kid. You're just sending them right down to the office. Uh, you know, depending on how severe it was, you're going to have a kid that's going to get suspended. You know, it, it's now it's like, it, it's like they don't do anything to these kids. They are so disrespectful. These, uh, the, a large majority of the kids at school, it, it is like they are running the asylum right now. You know, I, I do, I could see it. Like I was a camp counselor when I was a kid guys. And I remember when we got disciplined, this was overnight camp. I'm not, I'm not going to tell the stories on camera because I just don't think people could handle them. Like, I, like I look back at it and I kind of laugh, but if you did the stuff to us, and this was 1984-ish, yeah. if you did the stuff to uh, us, to these to people now, you'd be in jail. And on some level, that's okay. Like I, I, I think the, I think some of the things that happened, you shouldn't be doing. But, but I would also say that we had a fear that there was a line that you don't cross. And I do think that now I hear it from teachers all the time. I hear it from, you know, camp counselors all the time. You can't like it, like, like if the, if the kids decide they're not going to listen, the only thing you can really do is say, you can't come anymore. And you don't want to do that at these summer camps because parents won't send your kid, their kids to their camp. If they think, Oh, the parents are like, okay, I've got my summer off or I've got a month off. Well, Oh, my kid acts up, they're going to send him home. I'm not sending him to that camp. Yeah. So I, I understand it's, it's very different now. In some ways that's better, but in, in some ways it's worse. It's interesting. It, I, I, social media, I mean, now that we know more and more about it as we get further and further into it, it's, it's insane. It's insane how much it's changed, how much the world has changed. Um, Elliot, make some sense for something that happened this weekend for us. I mean, yeah. Craig and I were discussing the – the Ben Bishop trade to the Sabres. Um, obviously, that is, I mean, Craig was telling me it's $700,000 they'll be paying because the contract's insured. They yes. got So, I mean, who, just who's so people out there, like people out there are, are, are thinking right now, holy crap, we just took on, you know, Ben Bishop for basically nothing and we're taking on $4.9 million. No, you're not taking on $4.9 million. Okay. The, 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 um, you have to play a certain amount of the year before the contract is eligible for insurance on LTIR. I think it's about 20% of the season. It's something like that. So the Sabres have to pay that amount of money. And then when you're on injury, when you're out long enough, the insurance picks up. So if 700 is the number, 700 is the number, he's not going to play. Well, what that says to me is that the Sabres won't be uh, spending a ton on their roster this year. That's what it said. Thank you, right? Yeah. To me, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, so these are the moves they're making to get to the cap floor. I'm not yeah. expecting a big off season uh, because that's where a lot of that money might be going. Uh, you know what I mean? And it just, I don't know if I'm discouraged by that or if I'm, if, so it just sounds like they're staying the course. So you have the salary cap this year that's going up $1 million yes, and there's to a floor. 82.5. Yeah. What is this? What is the floor for the Sabres this year? Uh, it's good. Uh, I'll tell you what it's what it is this year. It, it's it's a little over sixty million, I think. It, it's it's the floor for everybody. Uh, okay. Hold on. I'll Would tell you. Sixty-six million be sound right? It could be. Uh, I'm going to tell you because right now the Sabres are currently at uh, fifteen players signed. They need a twenty-three man roster. Yeah. They're at the cap 60. floor. The cap floor for this year was sixty point two. So it's um, there. There's a formula they have. It's and I think they'll. I don't think I'm. You know what? If if I'm wrong about this, apologies. I didn't check it this morning. The formula. The, so this year the salary cap floor is sixty point two million. So you had to hit be minimum there. And there's a formula. It's it's eighty five percent of the midpoint. 
uh, of the NHL salary structure. So I think they calculate that at the end of every year. I don't think it's set next for next year yet, Andrew, but basically it's going to be around 60, 61 million. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like the Sabres are going to be spending, uh, not yet too no. much money. No, no. Who, who took care of, uh, who takes care of, Ben Bishop's uh, signing bonus is that? Would that be in the insurance, or would a team have to still pay what's, that? What's his signing bonus? Uh, One million. When was he traded? Now? Uh, it see in 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 the cap friendly. It doesn't give the uh, details. Oh, wait, of course, to- of course, he was traded. Now, hold on one second. I got I, like I would have to check that. I w- again, I would have to double check that yeah 1 million signing bonus now signing bonuses are usually paid this year would be july 13th the first day of free agency so so the sabers on the hook for that unless there's an agreement that it's that's not the case i i don't know i like it's all as it stands unless the signing bonus was already paid which i don't think would be the case because we're still in this league year the Sabres would be on the hook for that. So we'll see what they're actually on the hook for. Like some players have their, like I've, I've heard of players who had their signing bonuses September 1st, September 15th. I've heard like July 15th uh, on a regular year, but most of them, 95% of them, I would say are July 1st. And this year, July 1st is July 13th. I'll always call a free agency day. I don't care if it's on June 10th or July 27th. It will always be July 1st. What were we going to say, Riff? I was just going to say, you know, they're currently at, uh, they need to sign eight players. Yeah. You know, um, they're currently at $47 million right now. Well, here's the and other they thing need, too. And they need two goaltenders. Like, well, where are they going to spend this money? Well, I'll tell you where they're going to spend the money. I'm looking at it right now. You know, you've got to do a, for this, it's not for this year, but I, I see. Don't just look at this year, okay, Craig? Look at where we're going. You're a year away from a big extension for Tage Thompson. You're a year away from an extension for Dylan Cousins. You've got to basically make a decision on Victor Olofsson. Gone. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, like, you've got to make a decision. Still got to make a friggin' decision. Yeah, this, it should be made this summer. Okay, you're, go go you're on. A great player. He's a great player. He's it, for me, in my opinion, and in my opinion, not a great player. He's a great shooter. He's great talented. Shooter. He skates well. He's talented. He's got a great shot. He he puts up some points. I'm going to tell you this. He's a great player. Someone's going to love him. Someone's going to love him. He's just not the player for for the Sabers. I don't think. All right, That's carry on, Elliot. Okay, right. you've got to make. Uh, you're two years away from a big extension on Rasmus Dalin. You're two years away from uh, from Yoka Harju. You're a year away from Samuelson. And I think you already have to be thinking about what Powers' next deal is going to be. Okay. So when, when I see the Sabres, I see a situation where Kevin Adams is saying, it's not about this year. It's about where we're going. Because you've got a lot of players on your roster that could qualify for pretty big extensions. Yeah. Also, and do you think in, factor in that Kyle Oposo after next year comes off yes. at six million. Uh, and, but I mean, and he could be your captain this year. So I wonder if you're going to be signing him. But yes, that's that's a that's a fair contract. So, well, can I but, ask this? Yeah. So if you're Kevin Adams, and you're looking towards the future, is Tage Thompson a player right now? Who has one more year left at one point four million? Yeah. Is he a player that you're looking to sign now? Yeah, I think you would want to. I, I, you I, know, the question is, how does he feel? But you would want to do it, yes. Well, listen. I mean, what do you mean? How, how does he feel? Like, like, do you, do you, like the the point is, like, like I can see, and I, I'm not putting words in Tage Thompson's mouth because I haven't spoken to him or his representatives. But I have. I think the question is going to be, depending on what the Sabers offer. Like, if the Sabers come with a huge offer, it's all good. But do they come at him with an offer where Thompson says, "You know what? If I have another great year, or his reps say if he has another great year and scores thirty-five goals, the number is going to be even more." Okay. So what? Let's let's have some fun. You know, Tate yeah. Thompson's twenty-four years old. 
He's got one more year at one four. Yeah. Um, he's going to be turning 25 in October. Mm-hmm. That would mean that he would have uh, two more years, correct, until unrestricted free agency. It's, it's seven years or age 27. So the question is, how many full seasons has he played in the NHL? No, you know what? He's played five years. Yeah, so two more years. Yes, two more years. So yeah. this year at 1-4, and yeah. then he's got one more year. Oh, wait a second. You say he's born on the... Yeah, October 30th. Yeah, so you know what? He's lucky that he's played the five years already because he's a late birthday. But he needs, so if it was just his age, it might be, it might actually be three more. I'd have to check this uh, three more seasons. Yes. But two more years because he's played five. So when you're talking Tage Thompson, he's ultimately had only one, one good year in the, in the league. Yep. Okay. Um, and it was a fantastic year. There's no yep. question about that. What 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 term are you looking for with Tage Thompson? Well, the thing is now is that it's not what term that you're looking for. It's what term Thompson's going to be looking for. You know, if he has another year like this one, he could say, "Look, guys, if I hit free agency, I'm a big center who just scored 38 goals, and then let's say has another year like that. There's going to be 32 teams are going to want this guy." Like Craig, did, like if he has another year like this, we're talking fifth deck home run swing. Okay, but he has two. He has two more years. So even if he does go, and yeah, but the bottom. But, but Craig, you know, as a player, you understand. There's times in the CBA where the team has the hammer, and yep. there's times in the CBA where the player has the hammer. We are dipping over into the time where the player has the hammer, and the reason is also too is that Thompson. He can go to arbitration for, for a couple of years if he wants. Yeah. And, and what do you think of a 38-goal score? Again, we're assuming he does it again. But what do you think a 38-year-old score, a 38-goal 30, score gets in arbitration? He's going to get a lot of money. Yeah. And if he follows it up next year with another great year, and let's just say even has 32 goals and 70 points, I mean, he's going to be putting himself in a, in a really, really high-end arbitration what if, for one year. What if year. he has 28 goals, 65 points? He's, he's, he's a center yeah, who's he's still, big. Uh, like, the thing is, like, the one thing I don't want to say... So what's the magic that? number for him, Elliot? Well, first of like, all... Like, are I we looking eight for, eight for seven, eight for eight? Finish well, that point you were about to make there, Elliot. It sounded the one. The, the one thing I would say with Saber fans is I, I've got no reason to believe Tage Thompson wants to be anywhere but Buffalo. Like I saw a guy last year who was as as the Sabers got better and finished really well. Like those two games against Toronto, he was he was running down the Leafs' throat. He was celebrating big goals. In some of those Buffalo games, I saw like he was just as happy for teammates who scored as he was for himself. So that says to me that there's a guy who really likes the situation. But you know, like, like, what do top centers in this league get, Craig? They get eight times eight or more. Yeah. But you know, the guys that are getting eight times eight are guys that have already put in five years, six, seven years in the league, and three to four, to maybe even five of those years were were. Per, uh, yes, years but Craig, produced. let me let me ask you something. You were a player. Yes. Let's just say. Three, three years before your free agency season, you have a breakout year, you score 38 goals, okay? Then you have another year where you have a really good year and you were, and, and you were having, and you were a 6'5 center who can play two ways. Yeah. Are you saying, you know what, I've only had two good years or are you saying, guys, I'm peaking and line up? Well, this is, this is my, like, listen, if I was the agent of Cage Thompson, it would be yeah. a lot of fun this summer. A lot of fun. If I was the if I was the team, I would be. Um, I'm optimistic that this player can continue, and you want him to be able to continue to play at this high level. But yeah. I would want, um, I would want assurance that this wasn't a one hit wonder before I gave him eight years. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, you know, I, I think you're totally right. I'm I'm looking at it from just the point of view of how I think the player would look at it, yeah. like. But the the one thing the advantage the Sabers have is Craig is they know Tage Thompson better than anybody else. Correct. Like there's nobody who's got better intel on Tage Thompson than Kevin Adams and Don Granado. Yep. They know exact. Is he like? Do they believe it's a one hit wonder? Or do they believe there's more there? They know. They love him. Do they put it? Does he put in the work? 
Yep. Like, is he a guy who's in the summer, he shows up ready to play during the regular season? Does he, does he take shortcuts? Like they know they have the information that we don't have. Right. That's correct. I'm just saying like, if you put Tage Thompson on the market and he's not on the, going to be on the market for a couple more years, you're going to have teams running at him. Yeah. Um, I wanted to transition there and I had, but I did want to mention one more thing about the Sabres, but I'm not going to Why not? Uh, Stanley cup finals, Elliot. Are you heading there? Is that where you're headed today? Yeah. I'm going flying out this afternoon. Yeah. Nice. You guys are going to be on location. What are you thinking of this? I can't believe the, the Rangers blew it. I can't, I, can't, I don't even good, want to say man. blew it. I just they didn't like, blow it. And every game, first of all, as the series goes on, Tampa gets better. And number one, in every game, it's one, one, in the third period. I'm like, Tampa's going to win. They're going to win. They just know how to win. They got the best goalie. I got a bunch of Ranger fans who are furious at me because they think Shesterkin's better than Vasilevsky. I'm like, you guys are drunk. Shesterkin's a great goalie, but Vasilevsky's been doing this for years. Um, I'm I'm starting to truly believe after this year that experience matters. It matters for something. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking taking Colorado in seven. Okay. Okay. I picked them to win this year. I have to stick with the prediction. I think I want Colorado to win because it's new. Yeah, I, it has I nothing. Think people who feel that way. It's yeah. nothing to do with Tampa Bay. I'm not bored of Tampa. I don't think they don't deserve it. I just, I don't know. I, I want new. I want something you're, you're new. I want, a, there. I want a new there. story. Um, I'm I, I'm still pissed about the 18 million over the cap thing. I, it, I, Say it. I mean, fuck, you've got Kucherov wheeling around town at a, a parade with the shirt. It's like, rub it in our faces. Why don't you? You know what I mean? So it's, I mean, it just, I don't know. I think I'm just ready for a change. And I, and I, and I want to see Kale McCarr just put himself, he's going to put himself on a different friggin' stratosphere if they win. I, I think it's, guys, to win 11 straight series in this day and age, it's unbelievable. And you guys know Stamkos. Like, nobody wants to lose to the Lightning, but people love Stamkos. And there, there are so many people happy for Stamkos. There are a lot of people that love McKinnon, too. You know you know what's awesome about Stamkos? He just plays the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, he is not a flashy, dashy player. You know, Kucherov's much uh, plays a different style. But they're like, you look at, you look at Kucherov. He's a nasty guy. He's he doesn't take shit from anybody. He oh, yeah. wants to muck it up. You saw it at the end of that one game. I think it was game six. Um, and Kucherov right at the end. Uh, who who the heck was? Doesn't that, he look uh, like the angriest guy in the NHL? Like, he's he's he such always a little looks dick. Off. Yeah, but he but he, you know what? He backs it up by being player. in there, and he's just not only is he literally a a world class talent, hockey IQ, skill set, everything. He's got nasty to him. You know, you look at Steve Stankos just firing in there just to make sure I'm going to help out my buddy. All of a sudden, he he goes with another first overall Lafren- pick Lafrenia, with Lafrenia. Yeah. It's it's just like I look at this team. You know, Craig, we had a we had a camera on the hallway when Tampa came off the ice after that game, and Stamco stands there and he gives the high fives to everyone going by as the captain. Yeah, and you should have heard them. Like Maroon was like, "F yeah, Samer, yeah," and Belmar came and gave him a big hug. Like those guys were riled up that Stamco's fought Lafreniere. They were so excited because it's not their. It, it's it's getting out of your character in the biggest yeah. games of your entire life. And I mean, I just look at I look at um, Tampa Bay, and their their best players are their best players, and that's very important. Like when you're talking about Kucherov, Steve Stankos, Victor Hedman, they're they're in the playoffs. Vasilevsky, the, Vasilevsky, yeah. they are. Their best players, but the crazy thing about it is their role players are what's propelling them. Guys like Corey Perry, like, are you shitting me? Corey Perry looks like the old Corey Perry when he was dominating the league, uh, you know, 10 years ago. It's just, they're such a fun team to watch because there's they, something about the way they put people in roles. Like you remember that, that line last, last couple of years, Coleman, Goodrow and Gord. 
And then they go and they find Nick Paul and they find Brandon Hagel and Nick they Paul. Find, they find Belmar. But also, like, look, look at Kalorn. They always saw a lot of value in Kalorn and they kept him. And Sorelli, like, Sorelli's the next Bergeron, man. He's he's the shutdown guy. Like, he people do, like, look what he did to Zabanejad this series. Look yeah. how he played Matthews. Look how he played Barkov. They, they make players better. Whether you're a star player or you're a role player, they make you better. That's Chernak. That's one of the best trades of the last uh, decade. They traded Bishop to LA and they got Chernak for him. And he's he's a like that that guy's a hell of a player. The good thing is uh, Chernak is is going to be in in Buffalo next year, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's all good. I hope he wins his uh, yeah. Stanley Cup. I'm sure. I'm sure his bags are packed to go from Tampa to Buffalo. If you guys get him. Let's just say that would be a. You, you should lead a parade down the streets. Like that guy's a hell of a player. Yeah, but he, he kicked not, the shit out of all the Sabers in uh, in uh, Sweden there a few years ago. Just beat him down. Ended Saboka season. Know, like, he I ran Jack from behind. Just to he get doesn't. off topic just a little bit. And and you know Tampa Bay. I mean they have a tremendous amount of money spent. And when you look at you know Victor Hedman making you know. 7.8. Craig, I agree with all that. You know, Tampa's lost some guys, but the other thing that that organization has shown is if they really want to keep you, they really try to find ways to keep you. I thought Kalorn was gone for years. They always find ways to keep him. The other thing, too, is because of the tax situation and the fact that people like playing there and the team's good, everybody who stayed has taken less money that they could get in the open market. So I think that's what they say to guys. You know, you'll you'll get more elsewhere, but if you want to stay here and win, you'll have to take a little bit less than guys do. The other guy I'm wondering about is Palat. You know, Palat is in UFA this year. He's a hugely important player to them. Are they going to be able to find a way to keep him? That's, I think if they win, I think he'll be gone. I, I probably, he probably is gone. But like I said, they've, they've found ways to keep some of their guys. It's all about how they prioritize it. Well, it's interesting. Like when you talk about the defense, like they have Victor Hedman, they've bought into him. He makes $8 million. Ryan McDonough is making 6.75. You know, here's the thing. They have to make it a choice between Sergachev and, and, and Chernik. Okay. Sergachev is making $4.8 million. He is going to make a lot of money on his next deal. They will not have the money to spend on Chernik. So that's where, because they're going to have a, a uh, Kale Foot, who's a right-handed shot defenseman, just like Chernak, who kind of plays the same style. And I think that he'll move into that role. So I think there is an opportunity that, that Chernak, they, you know, they, they've given away all their first-round, second-round, third-round draft picks for the, the, the next... You might uh, be right, Riv, but let's just be honest. It's not Buffalo. The Bishop move basically solidifies that. It's not Buffalo this year. Simple as that. So, I mean, you're, you're I, telling like, me uh, if you can't get Siernak right now that you're not going to go get him and then sign him for, for a, you know, uh, a six, seven, eight million or uh, a year deal and get him, him signed up. Could only give him seven, but I don't know that he would do that here. Look, honestly, the way that, and I, I could be wrong, but the way that, it looks like the Sabres are setting it up for me is we have a lot of guys we have to take care of here and that's where the money is going. And, and you know what, and you know what's, and I got to run soon, but I want to talk about this. I remember doing a story on the Sabres after they signed Airhoff and all those guys. Remember they went out and, uh, Airhoff and Leno and Leno. Yeah. And remember guys like Derek Roy and Pominville, they admitted, that when the other guys from outside got paid, it screwed up their room. And I wonder if Terry now, now Adams wasn't here then, and um, uh, Granado wasn't here then, but the Pagulas were. Adams might have been the assistant coach then, to be honest with you. Oh, you know what? That's that's a good call. I totally forgot about that. I have to check, but I guarantee the Pagulas remember that. And. I bet you uppermost in their list is we're taking care of our guys first. That's actually a good note for the blog this week. That's what we're well, here for. You're also 
you have the opportunity to grab a 25 year old defenseman, right handed shot that's six foot three, 225, one, two, possibly three Stanley Cups, then you better freaking jump on it because we've got our studs. We've got three left handed studs in Darlene, Power, and Samuelson. And having a right hand defenseman that plays a certain style that can eat 20, 22, 25 minutes a night is exactly what this team needs. But wait a sec. Again, I would just say, Riv, like, um, I I would just say, Riv, that if you, you've got, you've got the lean and you've got power, you've got to take care of those guys first. Would you rather talk coaches and where they're going to land or Top Gun Maverick? I saw it yesterday. I saw it Saturday. I loved it. I loved how much I hated it. Oh my God. You hate Stop. It? Hate's a strong word. I really only use hate at certain moments. So hate's a strong word. Why I did th- you hate it? What, what's wrong with you? I, no, I think what bothered. No, it was very action packed. Yeah. There was some good pieces to the storyline, but there was so much. There was more cheese in that movie than there was on my pizza that night. Yeah. But you know what? Like Top Gun is supposed to be cheese. Like, you know, Andrew, not not every movie has to be like uh, like 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 name a titan of film. Not not every movie has to be Apocalypse Now or The Godfather. Sometimes you have to go into a theater and say, "I want to turn my mind off for two hours." Did you go and into the theater to watch it? Did you go to the theater to watch it? Or did you watch yeah. it at home? Okay, no, I went with my so son I was yesterday. I had I so we go into the theater and you have all the previews and what do you see? You see Mission Impossible seventeen, and then right before the movie you get like a little video of Tom Cruise saying, "Hey everyone, we made this video for you." Blah blah blah. I actually thought that was a nice touch. I was Tom Cruise out before the movie even started. Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise, and fucking Maverick all in a matter of two hours. I mean, it was just, it was way too much, way too much Tom Cruise. I will say this. I thought that there were about 30 people in the theater I watched that. And that when he came up and said, thanks, like people clapped. They really liked it. Yeah. Oh my God. I was, Andrew, that is the whole key. Make people feel like they're important. Yeah. So here's, here's what I'm going (laughs) to ask to end things. Okay. You know, Petey, I can't take his his opinion because he's like Siskel and Ebert times 20. Like, the guy is a movie legend. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't like <laughs> Top Gun 2 because he can't pull the quotes out of them yet. So, oh. um, but out of, out of scale, 1 to 10, 10 being, you know, a, the greatest movie of all time. Like, where, where does Top Gun, in your opinion, fit? The original or this one? This one. Well, like I, I will always side with the original because I saw it when I was what fifteen years old, and it was yep. one of those seminal movies of my teenage years. So I think things you see when you're a teenager they always rank over now. Like this is not one of the greatest movies I've ever seen, but I loved it because I was with my son and he liked it. And two, like I said, I could turn my brain off for two hours and just watch planes fly at each other. Like it was, it was awesome. I loved it. This is the part that totally threw me off, and I'm gonna let you go. Okay. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil this for anything. That's the. That's. That, I don't want to spoil it. Don't. But say I can't. I can't. Elliot, then Riv, shut your ears off, Elliot. Yeah. When he, when they, when Goose or Rooster, fucking guy's name is Rooster. Yeah, yeah. Goose, <laughs> Goose is the original one. Goose I know, Goose Rooster. and Rooster. And I'm like, yeah, you can't. Oh, like, oh, it's time, time. So you're talking about the end, about like their- When they sneak the, into the base yes, and okay. steal, not okay, a jet. Stop, 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 stop. They don't stop, steal stop. a jet. Stop. They steal a fucking F-14. Like, come on. You know what? Like, you have to understand. The thing is, it's like watching. It's like watching the Avengers, right? Like <laughs> they, they tiptoe into a war zone. They tiptoe into a war oh, zone, and Andrew. they fucking go into a hangar. <laughs> and and Elliot, and the plane runs like it's brand new. It's fully gassed up, and the missiles are are ready to rock and roll. I mean, it's okay, a I'm back, Elliot. I, 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 I would just say this. It's like watching the Avengers, right? 
There isn't some big guy out there who's trying to eliminate half the universe. You have to suspend your disbelief. Okay. Like I said, this isn't uh, this isn't like the Cuban Missile Crisis or something like that. It's supposed to be fun. Enjoy it. This and 13 Days, very different feel. Yes. That's a great <laughs> movie, by the way, 13 Days. Great. Movie. Underrated and unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? One of yeah. Costner's best. Was it Costner? Yeah. yeah, Costner was in that. All right, Elliot. Right, tell boys. me the first before we let you tell me the first coach to drop. Who's who's it going to be? I think it might end up being Cassidy first. Yeah, might end up being Cassidy. Trots, I think, later this week. Um, later uh, Trots, I heard later this week will probably start to let teams know what he's thinking. But Cassidy might go beforehand. Well, based off your thirty-two thoughts the other day, the video side of it. Um, it sounds like Trotz has the most options, so he has the most to iron out. I, th- I think Cassidy's also could go anywhere he wants. Oh, I, wow. I do. Yeah. Well, safe travels. Look forward to watching you in uh, Tampa. All right, guys. Always great. Yeah. Great stuff. Love yeah. having you on. Thanks, Thanks Elliot. Elliot. We'll see you. All right, all right, guys. Take care. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.